we play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. This is episode number eight. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. On today's episode, we're going to recap our picks from last week, and we got a whole new set of picks for you guys. Um, so, yeah, let's start it off. We, I had Houston plus five. You had the Houston two-lane over 57, so that was a good bet. Um, Houston plus five was one of the worst bad beats I've ever been a part of. So, Houston jumps out to an early 28-7 to lead. It's looking great. It's looking like the pick of the century. First play of the game, De'Eric King throws a like a 75-yard touchdown. You couldn't ask for a better start. And then Houston allows Tulane to come all the way back, tie it up. They close the gap. Houston has a receiver wide open in the end zone that would have sealed the game, and they don't get it. Of course, he drops it. And then, so Tulane, did you watch this game? Nope. Tulane gets down in the victory formation, but they're going to send it to uh, overtime, and they fake the knee. They fake a knee and run out like 40 yards. It was the, it was a hell of a play call. I got to give it to them. And then they throw it over the middle to uh, the hometown guy that we were talking about, uh, Jalen McCleskey, who breaks three tackles and – waltzes in for a walk-in touchdown no god no god please no 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 all they gotta do is tackle him inbounds houston kick i mean uh Tulane kicks a field goal houston covers the spread but no he uh it was a hell of a play i gotta give him his props that was a hell of a play and that was a hell of a uh a welcome welcome home it's got his dad on the sidelines coaching. Yeah, it was kind of reminiscent of the Minneapolis miracle. <laughs> the it way was. the safety comes down it and was. flat out misses him. Yeah, so that was a horrible start to uh, my weekend right there. I was on fire the week before. I let everybody know it. God humbled me right off the right off the bat. Next, I had Utah minus four. We were both on Utah minus four, actually. And um, this couldn't have got off to a better start either. The Second play of the game, they've already got their second-string quarterback in. Second play, he gets hurt. The third-string guy comes waltzing on in and then leads him to a victory. Like, what? Um. Yeah, Zach Moss got hurt in this game. That was a big loss for Utah. Uh, Utah had to bring in a backup running back that had a costly fumble in the red zone. The St. Tammany Parish kids are fucking us this week. That was Brumfield. He went to Covington. Yeah, um, just throw it up to them USC wide receivers and see what happens. Yeah, they've got some playmakers out there for sure. That was uh, so that was a brutal one. Um, started out zero and two. I had Boise State minus eight and a half. I'm addicted to betting on Boise State. They refused to let me down. There was one week. It was horseshit. They should have covered. I can't stop betting Boise State if my life depended on it. It's the easiest bet. It's the easiest team to bet on of all time. Then we had 
which was a horrible pick. I I picked Michigan plus three and a half versus Wisconsin. Nick was on Wisconsin minus three and a half. Harbaugh's got to go. Would you agree? Yeah, I said before this game, Harbaugh sucks. He's not a very good head coach. Um, and yeah, he, he um fucking who are we talking about? Michigan was outplayed by Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, that. I just thought I thought Harbaugh would have him ready to go, knowing that his back's against the wall. Like, I thought they would come out fired up. No, they got absolutely curb stomped by Wisconsin. This game was not close. It's time for Har- Harbaugh to take his khaki pants and hit the road. That uh, that ship has sailed. He came in. He overhyped himself. It's his alma mater. He came in with all these high expectations. They haven't done shit. Not yeah. one year. Have they made the playoff? No. All excuses and no results. Yeah. So that ship has sailed. Time for him to go. You had uh, so yeah. Obviously, you had Wisconsin minus three and a half. Hell of a pick. Um, then you had your big easy bet of the week. Go ahead and tell us about that one. Um, UL playing Ohio. UL was getting points in this game. UL wins by 20. It's a big easy bet. So I had LSU minus 23.5 versus Vanderbilt. This game was never in doubt. We uh far superior team. Handled them easily. Then I had Tennessee plus 14, which was another terrible pick versus the Florida Gators. Um, they looked like they were hanging around there for a second. They were on the one-yard line to go down to go in and score. The uh, What's his name? Guarantano, the quarterback for Tennessee. He's terrible. Um, kind of threw it a little hard to the tight end, it looked like. Off his hands, got intercepted. And then it was just all downhill from there. There was no coming back from that. Um, so Tennessee plus 14, another bad pick. I should have stayed away from that one. I knew better. And then Michigan. I really did think Michigan was going to come out better, but that was a bad pick as well. So then to uh, finish off the bad picks of the weekend, UCF minus 12 and a half versus Air Force, right? Is that where they're playing, Air Force? No. I don't know. Whoever the hell they were playing. I think it was Air Force. Yeah, it was Air Force. Yeah. Minus 12 and a half. They go down 21 to nothing. It's 21 to nothing. And, uh, like, I mean, you can't ask for a worse start than that. Um, they wound up going and scoring 24 unanswered. And then they – actually, no, it's not Air Force. The hell am I talking about? It's Pitt. Yeah, it with your With your boy Pat Narduzzi. Boise played Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy cover. Pat Narduzzi. Um – Pitt wound up pulling this game out. They won on the Philly special, I might add. Hell of a play call. Um, yeah, so that was brutal. That sucked. So I had West Virginia minus uh, four and a half. I had Texas minus five, Notre Dame plus 14, Auburn plus three and a half, and Oregon minus 10. All win along with Boise State and LSU to close out a seven and five weekend in college for me. Um, so we were against each other on that Notre Dame pick. Notre Dame plus fourteen, Georgia the two touchdown favorite at home. What were your thoughts on that game? Did anything stand out to you? Um, Notre Dame kept it close in the first half, and um, for a second it looked like Georgia was going to be able to cover the spread, but they did not go for it, and I think they settled for a field goal to make it a 10-point game. Yep. 
Yeah, we were texting back and forth. I remember saying, I don't see any chance of Notre Dame covering this spread. Yeah, I didn't think like Notre it. Dame had a chance to score um, again in the fourth quarter. That tight end they got, that tight end made the difference. Yeah, I didn't know about Gronkowski Jr. out there. <laughs> that was the difference for sure. Their offense looked much better with him on the field. Um, but, yeah, so Notre Dame covered the spread. I just felt like that was too wide of a spread for two top ten teams to battle it out. I felt like Notre Dame – held their own i i felt like their defense played really well against georgia especially in the first half and i mean their offense georgia's got a solid defense so their offense was moving the ball pretty well i uh i think they impressed some people actually i saw a headline saying that did this help notre dame's playoff opportunities i don't understand that you just lost yeah i mean i don't think notre dame gets in a playoff with a loss but um now they impressed me they had a good game plan they were well coached and they played a tight game so credit to them but so yeah playoffs yeah i don't they gotta win a damn game to get in the playoffs. yeah yeah i don't think that's gonna happen but um so yeah we were both on auburn plus four versus uh a&m it went pretty much how we said it would auburn's defense is the superior of the two i thought bo nix looked pretty good actually yeah, Bo Nix is all right, um, but the defensive line was made the difference for Auburn. Yep. Um, I thought this game was out actually going to be a little bit closer than it was, but it wasn't good for us. Yep, we'll take it. Um, we were both on Oregon minus ten versus who was it? Stanford. Uh, I think it was twenty-one to six is what it ended at. Yep. Yeah. So Oregon, Oregon's defense is good. I mean, they played good against Auburn. Well, I mean, I know Stanford's not anything to write home about, but holding them to six points is pretty good. So, Houston plus five for me was one of the worst beats I've ever seen, but why don't you go ahead and tell us about Washington State minus 18.5 versus the Dorian. Can we call him DTR? Does he get his nickname? Dorian Thompson I Robinson? I don't even know, man. <laughs> um, I went to bed. They were up like 35 points, I think. No, what, they were what? up 32. With- yeah. Shit, five minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, I went to bed. I was like, all right, that's another one. And ladies and gentlemen, that's when the shootout began. <laughs> I mean, what what they score? 21 points in two and a half minutes? Yep. So what happened here was... um, I mean, Washington this... State was up 32 yeah. points. Um, Then... UCLA goes down, scores a touchdown. Then Washington State gets the ball back, um, throws a pass to the to one of its receivers who seems to get catches the ball, then gets stood up, and it seems like his forward progress is stopped. And as he's going to the ground, the ball comes out. It to me, it looked like his elbow was down. But uh, they called it a fumble, and they didn't have enough to overturn it. I thought they should have called his forward progress stop, but they didn't. Uh, that's when the momentum started to shift towards UCLA. UCLA scores a touchdown. Washington State gets the ball back, drives it down the field, gets it into opponent territory but stalls, punts the ball, pins them inside the five-yard line, I think. And on the very next play, DTR passes it to Demetric Felton for over a 90-yard touchdown. Mm. Then um, so he's got Washington it. State gets the ball back, and um, 
on the very next drive, they fumble again. <laughs> the wide receiver fumbles again. So Anthony Gordon in this game threw nine touchdowns, and they lost the game. It was 67-63. to 130 points scored. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, Unreal. That's brutal. I mean, to be up 32 points, I literally, I went, like I said, I went to sleep. I was done. I said, all right. Yeah, I was waiting for one more score, and then shit. <laughs> I don't know. So I will, I will give an honor, honorable mention to uh, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Came in, he went six four and one. He pushed on Kansas plus five. Um, that's pretty solid. That's pretty good. He was on Houston as well, so really should have been seven three and one. Um, and he hit his big easy bet with you, Texas minus five. That's right. My, yep, I forgot to go over that. Yeah, so my big easy bet of the week, what which is our locks of the week. Texas minus five. It was looking a little hairy there for a second, but uh, they managed to managed to get it together. They won by six. <laughs> yep, it's <laughs> all we can ask. Never a doubt. Um, so that's seven and five on the weekend for me for college. That's seven and no, I'm sorry. That's six, six and, four. and four for Nick. Um, overall, that brings us to twenty-two and sixteen in college. We were both on the Jaguars plus two in the Thursday night game versus the Titans. The Titans suck. This went exactly how I thought it would. Jaguars covered easily. Yeah, and before we um started last week's episode, we were gonna pick. We we said we're always gonna pick the Thursday night game, and mm-hmm. I didn't. All I said is I want the under. Well, I ended up looking at the under, and I think it was thirty-seven points, and that scared me away from it, but. The under did actually hit in this game. I think the under is undefeated in primetime games so far. I think it's like 8-0. Huh. Yeah, the Thursday games are fucking snooze fests. Um, and then I also had the Bears minus 4 last night versus uh, – who the hell did the Bears just play last night? I don't know why. I'm having I'm having short-term memory The Redskins. Yep, the Redskins. Case Keenum looked absolutely horrible. That's why I said it's hard to bet against that Bears defense, and they proved why last night. Khalil Mack is a monster. Two forced fumbles, two sacks. I mean, a guy might be the best. best. They say Aaron Donald's best player in football. Khalil Mack is uh, giving him a run for his money for sure. So overall on the weekend for me, 9-5. and five. Overall on the weekend for Nick, 7-4. and four. So, I mean, that's a profitable weekend. That's uh, We're not in the red, so that's always good. So, we'll move on to uh, this week's this week's picks. Um, first one for me is going to be um, uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils versus Cal. Cal is number fifteen in the nation. They are three point favorites. Do you know the coach of Arizona State? Herm Edwards. Hello. You play to win the game. I'm going with Arizona State here. I think. Uh, I mean, they, they might have the best coaching staff in the country. You got Herm Edwards. You got Marvin Lewis on that coaching staff, even though Marvin Lewis was with the Bengals for, what, 20 years and never brought him to the playoffs. Marvin Lewis is with Herm Edwards? Yeah, he brought him, he brought him in. I like, I like Marvin Lewis. Um, just then I don't think they had the pieces to get it done in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati but, um, yeah, Cal's had a lot of close games this year. Yeah, I uh, – so Arizona State's coming off a 34-31 loss to Colorado, and Colorado's a solid team. Um, I like Eno Benjamin as a runner, but I really like Jaden Daniels. He's the freshman quarterback for Arizona State. 
this season he's already thrown for over a thousand yards. He's got a thousand seventy three passing yards and five touchdowns with one interception. He's got a sixty one percent completion percentage. And obviously I love Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. We're going Arizona State plus three here. Next I've got Duke plus three versus Virginia Tech. Duke is on the road in this game, which is I mean, this is a pretty, this is gonna be a close game. This there, I would say I, I really I like Quentin Harris in this game to have a have a big game. Um, he's a dual threat guy at quarterback. He's a senior on the ground. He averages six yards a carry, and Virginia Tech gives up over 180 yards rushing per game. Passing, he has a 72.5 percent completion percentage, and he's thrown for 679 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. So he's not going to light you up through the air, but 72% completion percentage, he's going to take care of the ball. He's going to he's going to manage the game well. I uh and he's a dual threat guy. I like Duke here to uh to cover the spread. Um I had um I like Arizona State as well, but um I have them as 5-point underdogs. You got it at 5? Yeah. Let me see. I went and I just went and placed this bet today actually. Let's see. I've got them. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is five. Okay, even better. Yeah, I think, um, look, Cal's had plenty of games this year that were settled under under five points. Last week they beat Mississippi State by eight, but um, before that they beat the University of North Texas 23-27. Yeah. That's a six-point win. Uh, they beat Washington by one point. So I mean, I think that this game's going to be close. Arizona has a uh, Arizona State has a very good defense. Yeah, I think this game's going to be settled by a field goal at most. Yeah. On a side note, did you see uh, in the NFL? Did you see that face mask that or that wasn't what wasn't called a face mask on Miles Sanders? Did you see the replay of that? No. That guy literally almost ripped his head off. Like, his neck got completely turned around. Um, take a guess who the referee that was closest there that did not throw a flag on that play. Who was it? Todd Prukop. The back judge for the, the infamous New I'm Orleans I'm baffled no that any any referees from the NFC Championship game are still are – still um, allowed to officiate yeah, I don't NFL games. Why they have, I don't understand it. I don't get how they still have a job. But, yeah, this was like literally the helmet did not pop off right away like it does sometimes, and it turned his head almost completely around like a damn owl. Like I was like, oh, shit. Like that did not look good. No flag. Guy was standing right there. Todd Prukop. And then on another note in the NFL – Daniel Jones has taken over the starting spot for Eli Manning, as I said he would on episode number one. I said he Eli would not finish the season as the starter, and this is what week three, it was week three, and he's already got it. Not to mention he led a comeback victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can't ask for more than that, especially with Drew Brees hurt. We need all the help we can get in the division, and Daniel Jones is putting us on his back. And he scrambled it in on like a fourth and thirteen to win the game. Mm. It's pretty impressive. You can say goodbye to Eli Manning. He will never see the field again unless Jones gets hurt. So, you got some picks for us for college? Um, yeah, number twenty-one, 
USC traveling to number 17, Washington. USC is 10.5 point underdogs in this game. Whether it's Matt Fink or Kendon, whatever his name is, Slob, <laughs> Sloves, um, I, I Slovis. Think, yeah, Slovis is the backup. Fink is the third string guy. Right. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. Throw the ball up to Michael Pittman, and uh, he's going to come down with it. He's the real deal. I think that this game's going to be close. It's a rivalry game. Uh, USC has the athletes to keep this game close. I like it. I like USC plus 10.5. Okay. Another one I got is Texas A&M minus 23 versus Arkansas. Arkansas is fucking terrible. This could be it could be minus 53. I'm taking Texas A&M here. I don't I don't even really need to go into it. Cal- I mean Arkansas is horrible. Let me let me reiterate. Yeah. Arkansas is quite possibly the worst team in SEC right now. Yeah, I don't know who would be worse. I mean, maybe Vanderbilt, but um, that would be the toilet bowl. Yeah, that'd who, be a. That'd be a uh, yeah, who who wins the toilet bowl in yeah. the SEC? <laughs> so I think Kellen Mond's gonna have to come out. Uh, Texas A and M's gonna be pissed. They just got they got beat by uh, Auburn at home on the uh, the infamous Kyle Field. I think they're gonna come out firing. They know that they've got to put up. Uh, they gotta they gotta basically win out if they want to do anything. But I don't know that they really had playoff aspirations. Would you say? Who? A&M. You know, I think that they thought that they would be able to compete in the West, and they have they have one SEC loss right now. So, I mean, if they can – I just don't see it. I don't see them having much of a shot against LSU. They're not going to have uh, a very good chance of beating Alabama. But you never know. I mean, teams get off to slow starts. They can pick it back up. I, I still like Kellerman. I just think that uh, his offensive line – is letting them down a little bit, but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I still expect um, A and M to possibly get into a decent bowl game. I mean, they could end the season with four losses, but yeah, yeah, I, I like them minus twenty three versus Arkansas here. You got another one for us? Um, yeah, another Friday game. I'm going with is I'm going back to with Maryland. You going really? Yeah, I was looking at Maryland this one. plus six and a half. They're underdogs against Penn State. Maryland's at home. Both teams have good defenses. Maryland's coming off of a um, upset loss against Temple. Um, Penn State to me is a, a bit overrated. Yeah, they're both coming off of bye weeks. Uh, I think that this game's going to be settled under seven points. I do like James Franklin, though. I'm not going to lie, the coach of Penn State. Yeah, I do too, but um, he looks like Keegan Michael. But both Key. of these teams have good rush defenses. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Pitt kept the game close against um, Penn State. It was a seven-point victory. It was seventeen to ten for for Penn State. But um, I will say, uh, James Franklin is known for making sure he covers the spread too. So if it's late game and they're on the four-yard line, they're not taking a knee if they're up. If they're up, they're not pulling a Boise State. They're not kneeing on the inside the five. He's going to run that bitch in, and he's going to cover the spread. So, but, yeah, I was looking at that one. I stayed away from it, though. I didn't I didn't feel too great about uh, – because I was leaning Penn State, but I didn't feel good enough about him. Yeah, I it. think coming off of that upset loss, I just think Maryland's getting a little bit too, too many points here in mm-hmm. this game, six and a half. I mean – Yeah, I mean, Maryland was looking like world beaters until they ran into Temple and then – 
shit the bed. So yeah, Temple has a serious defense. I mean, I watched that game. They got their hands up on, uh, at the line of scrimmage, batted a lot of balls down. It, um, I think if Maryland can get the running game going, which I think they can, if they uh, commit to running the football, that then this game's gonna be close. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Um. My next pick is the ULL Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. They were your big easy bet of the week last uh, last week. I like a minus three and a half versus Georgia Southern. We obviously saw Georgia Southern versus LSU. What was it, week one? Yeah. Um, I think ULL's really turning the program around here. They got that coach from Alabama, the same guy asking for fifty dollars for the uh, from every player on the team. Questionable tactics, but the guy seems not a coach. Uh, I'm going to go with ULL minus three and a half versus Georgia Southern. I also like Auburn minus 11 versus Mississippi State. We saw firsthand how good Auburn's defense is against a top-tier team in A&M. Um, Mississippi State's been struggling. Ole Miss has been struggling. All the Mississippi teams are struggling. Is this game in Auburn? or? I believe it's in Mississippi State. I still like it either way. Yeah, I like this game as well. Auburn minus eleven. Um, Auburn's defense is serious, defense, like we've been defense saying. Defense travels. Yeah, and they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. The quarterback, uh, he's a. I think he may struggle. Mississippi State's quarterback is mm-hmm. going to struggle, like most quarterbacks seem to do against uh, the defense of Auburn. Um, as you were talking about with. Uh, Auburn versus Oregon about Gus Malzahn calling the plays again. I mean, he drew up a hell of a play, a splash play right on the first drive against A&M, the little jet sweep end around, and they scored a touchdown off of it. I mean, Yeah, didn't they didn't, didn't they run a trick play too? They who, 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 Somebody ran a – Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I couldn't say. Because I was watching the games with my dad, and my dad goes, tricks are for kids. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, so yeah, no, that I thought about you talking about how he took over the offensive play calling whenever uh, I thought he called a hell of a game versus A and M and really put him in good, a good spot. So, yeah, this game is eh, this might be in Auburn. Yeah, this is in Auburn. And Jordan Hare, I like Auburn for sure in this game minus eleven. Yep. Okay, so we're both on Auburn minus eleven here. Um, so that'll wrap up my college football picks. You got any more? You got one more? Yeah, I got FAU traveling to Charlotte. FAU is one-point underdogs. I like FAU in this game. FAU has gotten the offense rolling after starting the season against two top 25 opponents, that being Oklahoma, um, Ohio State, and UCF. Uh, I think that the offense keeps up the good work, and I think uh, FAU wins this game outright. Yeah, guys, this is pretty much a – this is a, a rough week for college football. I couldn't. I was struggling to find games that I really liked. Um, I mean, you got Oklahoma twenty-seven point favorite, Wisconsin twenty-four point favorite, Iowa twenty-four point favorite, Michigan twenty-seven and a half point favorite, A and M twenty-three and a half. Even though we love that, Arkansas sucks. Clemson minus twenty-six and a half, Bama minus thirty-seven and a half. Like it, these are some wide, wide spreads. This is not sitting the best week. There aren't any head to big like top 10 schools going up against each other. You got Notre Dame versus Virginia. I I kind of liked it, but I stayed away from it. Notre Dame coming off of a game against uh, Georgia, coming off a loss there, a hard-fought game. Now they're going to play Virginia. I uh, 
I don't know. I didn't like it enough to pick it. I stayed away from it. So to recap my college picks, I have Arizona State plus three. Hello? You play to win the game. Duke plus three. A&M minus 23. ULL minus three and a half. And Auburn minus 11. Go ahead and recap your picks for everybody, Nick. I got Arizona State plus five. USC plus ten and a half. FAU plus one. And Maryland plus six and a half. Okay, there you go. And uh, actually. Did I mention Auburn? Uh, I don't know. Auburn minus yeah. 11 as well. I got five picks, so. Um, what's your big easy bet of the week? Is it going to be NFL or college? Yeah, it's going to be NFL. Mine too. So, with that being said, we will move on to the National Football League. Um, for the Thursday game, we got the Packers versus the Eagles. The Eagles are dealing with uh, the injury bug. Alshon Jeffrey might be coming back. I don't think he's a definite yet. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is out. They're dealing with uh, – Injuries at D tackle. I don't know. Is Fletcher is Fletcher Cox back? I think he's questionable. Um, Deshaun Jackson's doubtful. Uh, Ronald Darby is questionable. Yeah, that's their top corner. So yeah, if if the Eagles seem to be a little bit banged up in the secondary and on the defensive side of the ball, and as well as their wide receivers on offense. Um, yeah, who do you like in this one? I like the Packers minus four and a half. I mean. That Packers defense really impressed me week one, and, I mean, they've still been playing pretty solid. They haven't shown any signs of falling off, I'll, not to an extreme extent. But, um, really, it's the offensive side of the ball that's been struggling. So, if I'm betting on anything, I'd be bet, I would be betting on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense to pick it up this week and help out their defense. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen as well. I, I like the Packers favored by four and a half points. But um, what worries me a little bit is that, uh, Green Bay is 3-0 and against the spread, and the Eagles happen to be 0-3 against the spread. So what you see happening there is, a, is maybe are the, are the Packers getting a little bit too much points here? I don't know. Uh, the Eagles have injuries. I think if the Packers offense picks up like we expect it to, then, yeah, the Packers are going to cover the spread in this game. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, the Matt LaFleur offense was highly touted. But it hadn't really shown up so far. Yeah, four and a half worries me a little bit. If this was three, I would feel great. Um, I just feel like, I mean, the Eagles came in as a lot of people's Super Bowl favorite. They've got talent on the field. Carson Wentz, I mean, he has those games where he looks great. But for the most part, Carson Wentz has been pretty underwhelming. He should have pulled out a victory against the Falcons. I was watching that game. We needed them to pull that off. Him and Matt Ryan were basically seeing who could be worse. Matt Ryan it. sucks. Yeah. Who did they play this week? Uh, who did they just play? The Colts. Yeah, he sucks. He tried to bring him back, but yeah, no, he sucks. He got off to a horrible start. Kobe Brissett completed something like his first 16 or 17 throws. Yeah, he's filling in really well for Andrew Luck. Yeah, I, I always say. liked Brissett. I always, even as a backup, I thought he was a top 20 quarterback in the league. Um and he's showing his ability to manage the game and make accurate throws. I mean, yep, yeah, it's a damn shame that Matt Ryan has an MVP trophy, but Drew Brees does not. Something's wrong there. So we're both on Packers minus four and a half. Um, and I've got one more 
for the NFL, and it'll be my big easy bet of the week. It will be the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three versus the Denver Broncos. I like Jacksonville here. I think the legend, I told y'all last week, the legend of Gardner Minshew grows. This week, it continues to grow. This guy is a winner. He's got moxie. He's got everything you need. And the Broncos just look terrible. The Broncos on offense are awful. You got um, you got Emmanuel Sanders in the locker room saying we're living in a world of suck. He said, I go out there and practice all week and I get four targets, two catches for 10 yards or something like that. That's a shot at Joe Flacco. That's not a recipe for success. Yeah, I like Emmanuel Sanders. I've always liked him. Um, yeah, I got him. He's on one my, of the more underrated wide receivers in the league. But, I've got him um, on my fantasy team. Was, usually seems to produce and put up numbers. Yeah, the Broncos are in trouble. They got Flunko at quarterback. He sucks. Um, most overpaid and overhyped quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yep. Um, yeah, I have the Jags as well in this game. Getting points, I mean – Gardner Minshew's fearless. He goes out there. He's used to throwing the ball a lot at Washington State. Uh, he throws the ball without fear, and you got to love it. He, I mean, he looks like a veteran out there. Yeah, he's a gamer for sure. They got the defense to back him up, and then I, I expect Fournette to get it going eventually. He had that 66-yard run last week, which helped him out, but they are not giving him any help at all. Every time he touches the ball, he's got three people on him three yards behind the line. He's seeing stack boxes on, I think, 45% of his plays, which is the highest in the league. Yeah, I mean, and if, if Minshew keeps having success throwing a football, I mean, I think he's completing over 75% mm-hmm. of his passes, something like that. Um, the defenses are going to have to They're going to have to take that. guys out the box. They're going to have to go two high safeties. Um, I think that that could happen. The Broncos have a decent defense, but um, Minshew's proven that he's not afraid. So. Yeah. No, not at all. He's not scared of the big moment. But uh, I don't think the Broncos' defense, it doesn't scare me like it used to. I don't think it's as good as it used to be. But with that being said, they're still they're still a top-10 defense. Uh, but, yeah, I think Gardner Minshew has all the intangibles to get it done. I think he's going to march in there. He's going to lead the Jaguars to another victory, and the legend of Gardner Minshew will continue to grow. Jaguars plus three, my big easy bet of the week. Um, that brings me to my final NFL pick, which is my big easy bet of the week. We have the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Detroit to play the Lions. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by six points. I'm going with the Chiefs in this game. The Lions offense is not going to be able to keep up with that high-powered, unbelievable Chiefs offense. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he's a freak. He's a phenom. He's a freak. Phenomenal. I want Drew Brees to retire with every record possible, but if this guy doesn't get hurt, he's going to break every record in the book. He's going to rewrite the, the record book. Yeah, I mean, he, Mahomes could be the Jerry Rice of, of quarterbacks. Jerry Rice holds the yardage record for receivers by a country mile. Yep. No one's even close. And if if Mahomes keeps it up, which, I mean, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, I mean, it, he's going to hold the records by a long shot as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Actually, so, yeah, you can go ahead and pencil me in on that too because I was looking at that one. I don't know why I didn't pull the trigger on it. Um, you can go ahead and put me down for Chiefs minus six. I don't like the Lions. I said it week one. I picked the Cardinals to actually beat them on the money line. They wound up tying, which sucks, but. Yeah, the Lions do happen to be undefeated this year, being 2-0-1. Two, two, oh, oh, but they've had some close games. 
they won a close one last week against the Eagles. They had a close one against the Cardinals. Obviously, it ended in a tie. Yeah, and the Eagles are looking lackluster. The Cardinals are not but, good. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't care who the Chiefs are playing. They got to be favored by double digits with that offense, because especially the Lions. The Lions are having serious issues running the football right now. I think on Johnson got the ball close to twenty times and got maybe under forty yards. Under forty? Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, I was big on him coming in this year too. He had a, I think he ran for it's the offensive line. It's got to be. I mean, he was like the first running back I think since Reggie Bush to have a hundred yard rushing game since Reggie Bush. I'm pretty sure that's oh a stat. for the Lions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Lions aren't doing a good job run blocking. Uh, I just don't think that the offense is going to be able to keep up with Kansas City. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure this game's even going to be close. Yeah. No, I agree. I. I just feel like there's nothing Mahomes can't do. It doesn't make any sense. And now Demarcus Robinson is asserting himself at receiver with uh, in Tyree Kill's absence. As I think he's got said three straight games with the touchdown. And I mean, he had the one-handed catch. Uh, was that Robin? Yeah, that was Robinson last week or uh, two days ago, right? Or were you working? I don't know. <laughs> Mahomes rolled out to his right and threw one of the back left corner of the end zone. I'm pretty sure it was Demarcus Robinson. One hand snagged it and got both feet in. It was a hell of a catch. Yeah, you got Andy Reid and Mahomes. It's the perfect combination for for maybe one of the best offenses in the history of the NFL. I mean, they're going to find mismatches, and it's going to be hard to stop them. Yeah, I don't think Matt Stafford and the Lions will be able to keep up. So, yeah, you can go ahead and pencil me in for that one. So, I've got Packers minus 4.5 versus the Eagles, the Chiefs minus 6 versus the Lions, and my big easy bet of the week. So, my lock of the week is the Jaguars plus 3 versus the Broncos. Yep, we're riding together in this one for the NFL. I have the Packers minus 4.5. I have the Jags plus 3, and I have the Chiefs minus 6 as my big easy bet. And we are undefeated on our big easy bets so far, albeit only three total. I'm 2-0. and Nick is 1-0. and For the NFL overall, that brings us to 7-5-1. and Me at 6-4-1, and Nick at 4-4. Four and four. And we're looking to improve those numbers this weekend. We feel good about our picks for the NFL. I feel pretty good about college. Um, like I said, it was a rough week for college to pick. But we have not been in the red yet. We Overall, we have been in the green every weekend, and we're looking to keep that streak going. Um, you got any closing remarks before we head out? Got a big game this week for the Saints on Sunday night football against the, That's a good point. Against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be favored two and a half points in this game. I got, it's going to be a tough one for the Saints to win. Yeah, I got the Saints uh, at uh, plus three. Is what I saw. Um, the defense, though, I mean, no, yeah, we didn't still even, making that's, plays. That's bad on us. We didn't even give, we didn't even give the Saints any love for uh, marching into Seattle and getting a road win. That was a hell of a win. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater got it done. That's all we need him to do is manage the game. Don't make mistakes. We have a good enough team around him. Feed Alvin Kamara the ball. Anybody who thinks that Alvin Kamara is not good when Drew Brees is not there is a goddamn moron. You are a fucking idiot. Alvin Kamara might be the best running back in the league. 
I don't think it's even close. He's he's undoubtedly the most dynamic running back in the league. He can do the most. I mean, it's him and Christian McCaffrey. But I think um, McCaffrey broke out this week. Too. Right. My yeah, goodness. I think Kamara is is just on a slightly different level in terms of. Uh, his ability to make people miss tackles. I mean, he was shrugging off Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner might be the best middle linebacker in the league. The guy's a 99 overall in Madden, and he's shrugging him off like it's peewee football. Yeah, Kamara's deceptively strong and deceptively fast. Um, He just glides across the field. Yeah, I want to say shout-out to, uh, what's his name, Devontae Harris. Yeah. Took that punt to the crib. But then he and muffed one. And then he one. muffed one, dude. Damn it. I was like, finally, this dude... I was listening to that game on the radio, and yeah, I mean, I was... That was a horrible time for a muff, too. If we just possess that, that game's pretty much over. That kind of opened the door back up for him. It's like, I want to see that dude good. I saw, And that was... I want to see him do well. And then, I mean, his punt return for a touchdown was beautiful. He was running fast. Oh, yeah. He was um, right up the gut. Big boy Zach Streif, I heard him on the on the radio. He said, 45-40, 35, touchdown. <laughs> I said, Jesus Christ, what happened to the other 35 yards? He Zach? jumped 35 <laughs> yards to the end zone. Yeah, no, he uh, went right up the gut, broke it up to the left sideline, and, uh, I mean, took it to the crib. That's what, we, that's what he's getting paid to do. But why can we not put anybody back there to hold on to the damn ball? Tommy Lee Lewis struggled with it. Ted Ginn struggled with it. Now this guy's got butterfingers. The only one who doesn't struggle with it is Alvin Kamara. And we, we can't have him back there anymore. we got to figure it out. Yeah, they got Taysom Hill trying to block him. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, no, I, I was – honestly, I was extremely pleased with that win. That was a hell of a win. Seattle was on some, some winning streak at home that everybody was talking about. I don't know the exact number, but they were on a pretty substantial winning streak at home. And Did we, we score two defensive touchdowns? Yeah. Well, well, not – no, one defensive, one punt return. Eli Apple with yeah, the yeah. peanut punch, Same thing baby. to me, special teams defense. Yeah, Eli um, Apple with the peanut punch, and Von Bell picks it up, and they all look around like, oh, no whistle. Ran it in. The refs, you know, those refs fucking swallowed that whistle so fast after what happened against L.A. Yeah. They said, oh. Uh, it, honestly, it looked like – I mean, he got it out. It was barely a fumble. I, I I didn't think it was watching it live, and and he kind of rolled on it. And you see the ball just kind of squirt out, and the refs were probably like, I bet you New York, New York was in the head referee's ear, radioed in like midway of that play, like, don't you fucking dare blow your whistle. They're never gonna stop talking about it if y'all blow yeah, this one. Yeah, and the Saints down. defense. The secondary seems to be struggling a little bit, but man, give them credit. They should have another touchdown this year. With the Cam Jordan scoop yep. and score that was yep. blown dead by a bunch of idiots. Demario Davis came to play on Sunday too. He he was, I wouldn't say he had any bad games the first two. You just didn't really hear his name, but he was flying all over the field this past week, hitting hitting him in the hole, stopping him on fourth and short, like coming up big. That's why he's one of the biggest pickups we've had in a long time. I love Demario Davis. I think that guy is an absolute stud. He led the pregame huddle. Texted Drew Brees, asked for his blessing to lead the pregame huddle. He did a good job. That dude's a beast. I'm I'm excited. That was that's a big win. That win is gonna pay uh pay dividends in the long run, big time. That was uh that was good. With Dallas, we'll see what happens. I think we're more than capable of winning this game. The defense is gonna have to show up. Dallas was struggling. That oh, all these goddamn Cowboys fans, man, are. 
oh, we're 3-0. and Y'all played the 30th, the 31st, and the 32nd worst team in the league. Y'all have played the worst three teams in the league. Y'all have been given a cupcake schedule for the first three games. You should be 3-0. and You should have been losing to the Dolphins at halftime. Kenyon Drake fumbled inside the 10-yard line. They should have been up three going into the half. But we'll find out Sunday, Sunday night football. What a, You got a prediction for that game? Um, no, I mean, I wouldn't, if I'm a betting man, which I am, you got to stay away from this one, in my opinion, but the absence of Drew Brees is going to be big in this game, in my opinion, but, um, no, I think that, that the defense is going to continue to play well, uh, if we can continue the home to crowd is going to try to make a difference. Oh, they will make a difference. It's going to be I mean, we'll see what Prescott's made of this one. Yeah. If we can continue to stop the run, put the ball in Dak's hands, and we keep putting our cornerbacks in these deep zone coverages. Marshawn Lattimore is a man-to-man guy. Eli Apple is definitely a man-to-man guy. He is terrible in zone. He bites on every double move, every pump fake. You can't put Eli Apple in, in zone coverage. I mean, I know you have to here and there, but he struggles in zone. He is more of a man-to-man cover guy. And, dude, Marcus Williams. I want Marcus Williams to be good so bad. But he's just not. He's not. If you go back and look at that Houston game, the one P.J. Williams got scored on by Kenny Stills, that last touchdown, Marcus Williams is the lone safety over the top. And they've got two receivers out left, and they're doing like a an out route and then like a crossing pattern. And he goes over there to shadow over them and leaves the middle of the field wide open for Kenny Stills. Going into the game, they're talking about how Kenny Stills runs a hell of a post route. I think Bobby and them were talking about it. That's what he did. He ran a damn post route and scores what would easily could have been the game-winning touchdown. Marcus Williams has got to play better. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, in my opinion. He had a hell of a rookie season, and then he had the biggest missed play of all time. He needs to bounce back. I need to see more out of him. He had a good interception against Houston, but just some of his decisions and coverage just really bother me. I don't know. I want to see him do well, but on another note, I say we package either Eli Apple or P.J. Williams or both in a first-round pick and give us Jalen Ramsey. With the flu and all, I'll take him. Yeah, I mean. He's under contract next year. I mean, who knows? Yeah, if Ram- Jalen Ramsey gets on a good team, maybe his attitude changes a little bit. He I mean, said he wants to play for a winner. I think if he came to us, we have enough guys, enough young guys seeing a lot of success. You got Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I think we went over this. When Sean Payton and Drew Brees are talking, you shut the hell up. He's not going to. I think if anybody could straighten him out, it would be us or the Patriots. Yeah, Antonio Brown, dude. Oh, God. Got to be one of the... The dumbest people of all time? Yeah, I mean, I just can't believe... I just can't believe it. I mean, for him to do what he did, I mean, texting that woman... I know. He he is so stupid. He makes stupid people look not stupid. Let's put it that way. He makes Terrell Owens look like the best teammate, best Samaritan of all time. Like, and Terrell Owens always kind of got a bad rap, in my opinion. But Antonio Brown's the dumbest moron on the planet. Like, 
you just pissed away $30 million. And then he's like, oh, he's tweeting. He's like, it's a, it, something's wrong. With, hopefully the NFLPA will make it to where the owners can't just take away guaranteed money at will. Like, no, dumbass, you didn't come play. They, you can't just get guaranteed money and then say, yeah, never mind, I'm out of here. It's not, yeah, I it's mean. It's not the way it works. Um, Antonio Brown is having a big problem accepting responsibility for his actions. It's everyone else's fault but his in his mind. Um, yeah, I think it was Bill Bill Cower said Antonio Brown needs counseling. Yeah, he's Antonio Clown. He's a moron, dude. That's no other way around it. So, you got anything to say before we before we end this episode? Uh, no. Me neither. So you guys can uh, follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. We give updates. We live tweet all the games. Apple Podcasts, go give us uh, five stars. Subscribe. Let us know any feedback. We're also on Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud. And that should do it for episode number eight of Big Easy Bets. We look to continue staying in the green and giving you guys some winners. Y'all have a good one. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, four, four, four.